not be the total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Trapped. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember. Great morning, great evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're at on this beautiful planet, this amazing universe. Welcome to Brown and Spiritual AF, where me and the amazing, beautiful, gorgeous, talented, and extremely educated Dr. Isela dive a little deep into how spirituality shaped our current reality, right? And today we have an amazing guest, right? Mr. Ivan Garcia. No relation between the two that we know of of this moment, people, because this is live in the moment and we're just doing this as we go. So with that being said, we're trying this new platform, this new, um, what would you call it? Um, this this new outline of the way we do things. We're actually bringing on guests. I don't know if you guys have been with us this whole time, right? But it's just been me and Isela kind of just shooting the shit, getting to know each other through this. Now we're bringing on guests. And it's been an amazing one. The last one was a Garcia too, Boo Boo Garcia. Now we have Ivan Garcia, right? We're just going to do all the Garcias in the world. Then we'll move on to the next, right? But here we are on this amazing, what's today? Sunday? Episode number, yeah. I don't even know, four? 17. 17. Holy smoker bobbles. But anyhow, Missy Sella, would you like to um, talk about anything before we actually get started and getting to know a little bit more about Ivan Garcia? No, but I do want to put an invitation out there to folks. Like, I, I think if there are other uh, folks out there who have been following us and um, are brown, <laughs> we would love to hear your voice. Um, we would love to know what your spiritual journey is like. So contact us. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Zella, for the lovely introduction. My name is Ivan Garcia, and I'm talking to you from Portugal, Lisbon. Awesome. So Ivan, right? Yes. I want to make sure I get, because, you know, my name is Isela. And if you can imagine how many different ways my name has been said or pronounced. So I try really hard to be respectful of people's pronunciation of names. So welcome. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Isela. It's it's a pleasure, and I know I know your pain. I know the same thing, but but I'm okay with that uh, because people don't know don't know better, right? Unless yeah. we educate them, and that's right. also something that uh, you do very well in this series, in this show. It took me a million years to get Ivan's Ivan's name right, and I really made it known because I really didn't know how to say it for the longest time. And if you watch some of the older videos, you hear me say, "Damn it, I don't even know if I said that shit right." <laughs> We're learning, right, Mark? We're all learning. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Of course. Myself. Well, I, I was born in Portugal. I was born in Lisbon. Lived all my way, my life here. And, well, should I do a complete resume or should I go and highlight specific parts of my life? Well, what I think we're really interested in is sort of your spiritual journey. Like, what were the significant experiences that brought you to the place that you are now? And and where are you now, like in terms of spiritual development? So kind of wherever you think, right, has been most significant to you in your life. All right. Great question. Yeah, that will give me more uh, guideline to go. Well, spiritual journey. I think this is a really interesting topic to talk. And I can say that I've become more aware of my own spiritual journey in the last, let's say, maybe five years, six years. I'm 32 now. So I've been spiritual as a kid and as a teenager, but then, then I just let myself put a blind on my eyes and just uh, go with the flow. Or no, or go with the society's flow in this case. But anyway, I could say that I've become more aware of my spiritual through some, some events, some experiences, starting with the smallest, perhaps by just by reading some books that, tack, that tackle spirituality. Although at the time, I didn't even know exactly what was spirituality or what, what was the main topic. But then it's like, I think we all here can feel that. We start to question, hmm, what if, or is there 
Is there anything else? Does this make sense to me? And then we start to question things, go on the inside, on the outside. And that's how, how these stages, these different events starting, started making me more aware of things. And I, as I was becoming more aware, or, or this awakening was happening, let's call it, it was a gradual awakening, but I started becoming even more interested and, and seeking and looking for more spiritual, let's say, experiences and, um, and activities and, and books. That's mostly, mostly what happened. Now, I have very significant events in my life, which one of them I can share a bit later. But um, in a nutshell, that's how I, become, how I became more spiritual. And to answer your question, Dr. Isela, um, what is the stage of spirituality that, that I'm in? Now, this is, this, is a deep, <laughs> this is a deep question. Let's just say that I'm aware, that I'm conscious of my own spirituality, my own, and I'm respectful of other people's spirituality views, uh, other di different points of views. So that's, that's the point that I'm in. And I'm very, let's say, I feel very well on my own skin at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned a little bit about um, your spiritual, I, I guess, influences when you were younger. And then you kind of, you know, shifted gears a little bit, <laughs> right? Um, in terms of your early experiences, what were you exposed to? What were the, the things that were taught to you or expected of you? Great question. Yes. Well, as a kid, I used to, to like to draw a lot. I love, I, love, I love drawing. I love to just go and play out outdoors in the nature because I really generally felt good doing those things, right? And nobody needed to tell me to do those things or to put me doing those things. I, I would go there by my own. All right. And... In my drawings, in my art, things were connected. I used to dream through my drawings, like dream big, dreaming with the universe, with the stars, with the inventions, with everything, with dragons. So I think that on the, in that time, that stage of my life, I was spiritually curious, curious with everything else, curious with my universe, with my exterior universe. That was it. That was the stage I was. Well, but then as I was growing up, and I think that it happens with a lot of people as well, society starts to um, give us their own direction. And it's like, mm -mm. okay, you don't go this way, you go this way. Why? You don't ask, you go this way because it's better, and you go. Okay, and uh, as I went through my teenagehood and, and later college, I started neglecting, I, start, I started ignoring my, let's say, my soul's desires, so to speak, and started seeking, let's say, other people's opinions and society's opinions about, for example, career choices, uh, even the clothes that I was wearing, um, how my own be behavior, those things. So I started listening to the exterior opinions and ignoring my own opinion about it. Okay, that was uh, such a different stage. But then, as I told you, after, after college, um, I started becoming curious again. I don't really remember the particular event that triggered my curiosity, curiosity but there was one book, there was definitely one book that I read and I was not into spirituality at that time, that made me dream again. And that book was, is uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. And in a nutshell, it tells about, if, if people don't know, it tells about, it's the story of, of, a, of a very successful man, or so he, he thinks, a very successful man that uh, goes through a health issue. And he, apparently he has everything everything that, that society approves. He has fame, he has wealth, he has well women, he has businesses, everything. But he has a very serious illness 
And then he, he like the like the book suggests, he sells everything, all all his property, sells everything to the last penny. And then he goes into his own spiritual journey. So he just goes. I will not say more because I don't want to spoil. But he just goes, and then he comes back, a totally new man. And this book, just it was like this light bulb on my head. Okay, so someone lived this and wrote this, okay? And I thought, okay, so maybe things are not the way they tell me. Maybe there's something more up there. And that was the book that was a big trigger for me in terms of spirituality. And then I started reading the books, but that book was, was for me like the, 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 strongest, the strongest trigger at that time. Okay, and then I started moving on and on and on. And I believe that I would like to define for everybody, that spirituality, if you ask me, how do I define spirituality? I believe that's a very, very personal thing. It's a very, very personal thing because everybody, I believe that spirituality is very personal and everybody live, lives their own spirituality. Okay, it's, uh, you can call it whatever you want, but your soul's voice, your, your soul's desire, your, your essence, energy, but, Spirituality for me is very personal. Now, of course, that we can and we should talk about it like we are doing in the show. And I'm really happy, actually, to be talking with this with you guys. And this might be, just to take note of it, this might be another significant event in not just my life, but in our lives when it comes to spirituality awakening, right? Just Definitely. talking about it. Just talking. So... Here we are. Thank you. Thank you for the great question. <laughs> definitely, definitely, right? Because it is. These are all significant moments, right? There is no moment that doesn't matter, right? So as you were talking, you were going through all that, right? I'm curious about how did your parents play a role in this, right? Like, were you, were you, did you grow up in Portugal your whole life? Is that where you've been or where you've been? And so, so I'm curious because this what you guys you guys culture is totally different than how we grew up over here, right? Like Isela is a Garcia of the United States of America, and you're a Garcia <laughs> of somewhere in Portugal, right? <laughs> so I, what I'm curious about is how 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 did your parents play the role in how you were brought up spiritually, right? Like, did you guys go to a specific church? Did you guys pray to a specific God? Did you guys, did you maybe did you even go to church in that kind of stuff, right? Because I know here in America, I was brought up Catholic and I think Missy Sella was brought up Catholic also, but we both have a different like point of view of what our, our uh, Catholicism bringing up or doctrine was, right? Like we, 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 were, we were brainwashed a little bit different. How did that, how did that look like for you? <laughs> <laughs> Brainwash. I like that. <laughs> I like that expression. Well, that's a, another great question. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And the thing with the, the Garcias, that's also very funny. But at the end of the day, the day we're all connected. We're all yes. <laughs> on the same team. Yes. But still, that's a great question. So how did my parents or my family play um, that part in my life? Yes, like you, uh, I was brought up in a, in a Catholic environment as well. And actually in Portugal, um, the most widespread religion is actually that, um, Catholic religion. However, we are not, we were never, even my grandparents, we were never very active um, practitioners, right? We were, okay, uh, my grandparents were believers. My parents were also believers, but they never really, um, made me go to church, they never really made me uh, pray every day. They, however, taught me to respect the ideals of, of the church. They taught me to respect other, other people's ideal, ideals, regardless of whatever that, that is. In terms of spirituality, um, I believe that although they can be connected, religion and spirituality, they are still independent from each other, right? We can be highly religious and not very spiritual and, and vice versa, uh, or both. Still, to answer your question, Mark, um, in terms of spirituality, we never have any conversation about spirituality, if that's what you're asking. With religion, yes, but not in the topic of, of spirituality, because I believe that 
in my family, um, they were not that awake for spirituality, right? They were not, this was not a, really a topic of conversation before. They didn't go through, I don't know, any deep spiritual experiences. Therefore, there wasn't any kind of conversation or, or spiritual education in that sense. Um, what my parents did was um, they supported me in my, in my decisions. They supported me, let's say, in my hobbies, things that I felt that for me were very spiritual. For example, being out there in the nature, doing sports or drawing or painting or whatever. They actually um, motivated me to do those things. So in a way, yes, they, they made a positive impact on my spiritual uh, development in this place. Okay. Wow. It sounds like it's like they were accepting of you. And so that really helped you in terms of finding your truth, right? So it wasn't like they didn't work against. It's like I think sometimes what happens is we don't have to believe the same thing. But if we're accepting and loving and kind to one another, we are more apt to move or feel, I think, um, more comfortable in moving into the truth of who we are because we know we are accepted by our family. Yeah. Yes. And this is so cool, guys. You, like you hear him say that his parents helped support his um, curiosity and allowed him to do what it was. And to think about this, guys, he's in another part of the world than we are from here in America. And it seems we have a lot more similarities than we have differences. That's what the cool shit is about this, people. And it blows my mind now that we have like a global community and we got this magic mirror sitting in front of us. We're able to have this conversation while he's in a totally different time zone. Like, what time is it for you over there, brother? Not right now, it's 7.20 p.m. Damn, see, we're just getting our Sunday started. His is about to end. So this is what's really cool, man, is that we get to see how much more alike we are than the made-up differences we were told about. Definitely. I completely agree. And let's celebrate diversity. Even if we are not alike, let's celebrate diversity. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me how your spiritual practices influenced your day-to-day -day life. So what do you bring in day-to-day -day as you move through just, you know, because all of us, we, we work, we, and here in the United States, we pay taxes. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in Portugal, but there are things like we have to do. <laughs> we also pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. Taxes um, are thievery. Right. I, there are things that we have to do, right, day to day. So how do your how does your spiritual practice really weave into your day to day experiences? Great question. Yeah. Taxes definitely is a major turn off for spirituality. So no. <laughs> uh, no. All right. But the, the turn on the, the positive thing. Yeah. Great question, Dr. Isella. Um, at this moment in my life, I really like to. To connect with myself, to ground myself with some practices throughout the day that include uh, meditation. Although I don't practice every day, I really practice meditation when I feel like it. It's really, I just listen, okay. I feel like meditation right now, I will do it regardless of that. It can be after waking up, which is mostly my preferred time, just after waking up, I just meditate for 10, 20 minutes. And uh, I vary meditations, let's suppose. I do visualization practices. I think about, for example, my perfect day, for example. How would I love my perfect day to be, to unfold? That's one of, one of my favorites. Another one is, for example, imagine that I have this, this argument with, with a person today. All right, and it will, it will make me feel some negative emotions and negative thoughts and feelings most likely tomorrow or after tomorrow when things cool down a bit i will do this kind of meditation to try to understand try to understand first of all what happened and try to put myself on the other person's shoes so i can not only forgive but more than that to understand because when we understand the negative emotions just are not as heavy and are not as, let's say, um, conflicting in that sense. So that's another thing that I do. So basically I work on myself to improve the relationships that I'm in, all right? Um, sometimes it's easier said than done, that's true. And it, it obviously Ooh. depends on the experience, depends on, yes, on the level of the, 
of the conflict, but it works. It works. If not once, then baby steps, then gradually it will work. Okay. One, I can say that one of the, the freaking best things. You could cuss I, on here if you want to. It's fine. We're not going <laughs> to. Thank you. It's brown and spiritual as fuck, right all right? I just don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what that's what makes this platform so amazing. It's called brown and spiritual as fuck. Like, <laughs> fuck is a, it's a spiritual word. And if you have an issue with that, well, there's a special place in heaven for you. Oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. All right. Rephrasing. One of the best fucking things that I do. <laughs> yes. Man, to feel completely centered is actually a physical thing but it translates to spirituality which is exercise and workout my workouts my daily runs my daily workouts guys it's like it's it's medicine for me it's medicine it's although i'm working the physical part my physical body my spiritual body let's let's call it really um just is overjoyed it's it's therapy. It's uh, healing for me in that sense. That's one of my favorite uh, spiritual practices ever. Although on the outside it's a physical practice, right? People see me working out and up, but on the inside I'm really cleansing. I'm really cleaning out everything, removing the the toxic toxic shit that is out there in there in this case. So that's one of the things. So guys, meditating for me works very well doing physical exercise as well and also being around empowering people being around positive people they don't have to be spiritual they don't have to be spiritually developed no but their energy their energy uh, is really positive it really empowers you brings the best out of you and, and the same right it's it's like a synergy those are the things that I really love. And the last thing is journaling as well. My own reflections. It's it's putting the thoughts, what's going inside here, putting them in, in words. Because it's it's like a, a double reflection. Okay, first we think, then we are going to write and we think again and make, okay, so this helps me understand what is going on inside. What is what is my soul actually telling me? Um, and other, other stuff like that. Okay, answering your question. Those are my practices and the ones that yes. I daily, I normally do. And I follow Ivan on Instagram, right? And this mother lover, one brother, your body, your temple is getting, whoo! And not only that, this guy does calisthenics, right? Is that what you call that? What you're practicing over there? And he could do yeah. some amazing shit right now. It makes me think to myself like, Mark, you need to step your game up. That like <laughs> inspires me. Not in a way that I'm like, oh, poor me, but like it inspires me, it uplifts me to go out. And when you say that about running, right? Because that's how what kind of started my spiritual journey was getting my health under control, right? And it really helped um, push out the toxic shit that was in me. So now when I do it, I look at it as a meditative practice. Like when I'm running, I don't really like running, but my soul loves what it does when my body is running, right? So man, you guys gotta go see this guy. He he really does some really cool stuff and I'm excited. I can't wait till you get that, whatever you call oh, it. Gosh. Yeah, there you go. I've been watching you, bro. And I've been watching how you've been going and I see the evolution of your practice, right? So he's telling the truth over here. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that. Hey, you're welcome. hey real quick, just since we're on this spiritual practice stuff, right? I got a question, right? Do you hear or see shit that ain't there? What no, it's not that it's not there, Mark. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're not crazy. <laughs> okay, let, let me reframe the question. Well, I mean, this is for people that are listening. People, because they know this, we're gonna get a little weird. Because Missy Stella, right? She, she, she's really gifted in an area where she could see things that... Um, the not less unaware people can't yes. see or hear right yes. so like for me i i came out just like a few months ago about how the tub is my thinking chamber and i hear shit that isn't <laughs> like like there's nobody there but i can hear it right so ivan do you have an extra sensory gift that has been coming to you more and more as you go through these spiritual practices there is that i love i love that man i love this topic and thank you for bringing this up. And it's very curious that you 
Mark, you listen. It's like you listen. And Dr. Isela, you, you see. So you actually have these different um, sensory, um, let's say, let's call them sensory uh, factors, right? Mortality. Right, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, this is amazing because I remember, I remember reading this. I will answer your question in just a moment, Mark, but I remember reading about this before by, a, by an author that, Mark, you and I know very well, uh, and probably Dr. Isela as well, that's um, Vishen Lakiani. And he <laughs> shared that, yeah, we have, we have those abilities. And some of us um, have different abilities that are more, let's say, highly developed than others. In your case, Mark, is the, the hearing. In your case, Dr. Isela is the seeing. In my case, answering your question has to do with feeling. It's like this, this, this inner feeling that... I don't know, let's call it intuition, let's call it inner voice, whatever. But for me, it has not so much, it's not so much related with listening or seeing, but with feeling. Let me try to, to explain. So <clears throat> before I completely ignored my intuition, but there was this, uh, this event last year that made me now completely trust my intuition. And my intuition normally, speaks to me through feelings. And if something is not right, imagine that, imagine that I'm about to, to do something. Imagine that I'm about to make a decision or, or, or I just met someone. And let's just say that it's not the right person to meet for me, it's not compatible, or um, I'm going to do something that is probably best not doing it. I feel this, let's say this heat, this, it's the best word that I can use to describe it, but it's this, this, this friction to do, this resistance to do whatever I'm going to do. And I feel this heat and now I'm more sensitive to it, but before I wasn't. On the other side, on the other hand, if I'm going to do something that I really should do, that my soul really wants, I feel this inner excitement. I cannot explain you, but it's like I'm fully energized on the inside. It's I feel this energy. I feel this. I feel myself pumped up to do whatever I'm going. If I have a decision, and I know clearly, okay, that one, that one decision gets me excited, and the other one, not really. Okay, that one, I go through the excitement. I go through this feeling. So to answer your question mark, yes, my developed skill on this, it would be feeling. I, I feel, I feel whatever I need to feel, I feel, and my body just uh, makes it happen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I, I know when my body starts to make things happen, depending on who's in front of me. All right, that's a good, that's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm telling you, you, you just never know where these conversations are going to go, but I just say, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a different kind of feeling for me, but yes, I, I like that, that you, we don't pay attention enough to feelings, right? We, 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 we disregard them a lot. And growing up, right, where we're, we're, me, at least, I was taught to not pay attention to my feelings, right? And growing up in the streets, I think people don't know that, but me and Ivan know each other from a platform. He brought a vision, Luckyani, and uh, we're part of a Mind Valley Pro community. And then Ivan has his own platform where he interviewed me. <laughs> it was an, a, a, an exciting experience, right? But as you would know through my story, is I was taught to suppress my feelings and my emotions right and i'm just starting to now understand and come back to that and how it can guide me right because there is things like as you said ivan i did a lot of things that i knew i shouldn't have been doing right am i that body it would heat up right but i still did them anyways thank god i'm not in jail thank god i'm still alive having this conversation with you guys right so i totally i, I I'm, I'm i'm working my way back to trusting that to to feeling that right so thank you for that answer it's amazing thank you bro. i think thank what's you. really important to mention here um is that when we experience trauma we actually disconnect from our emotional state and so what you described 
I think is really critically important. It's the connection to our physical form and that our physical form helps us be able to identify what might be happening. And, and both of you described this even with exercise. So what happens in the physical form, right? You get a release of endorphins. And so that sensation, it feels good. It feels good and it is energizing. And I think that what you've continued to describe, even the alignment of, of um, hearing things or feeling things or sensing things, or even my seeing, because I, I, I think my greatest strength is actually feeling as well, but it really is dependent on our ability to tap into our physical form and our bodies, because our bodies tell us things. But so many folks just function at the intellect level and they don't really connect to their physical form. And that I think is where the true alignment is, alignment with spirit. And then what you described about the excitement that, oh my goodness, like I know I'm supposed to do this, this feels good, I, I just sense it, that's alignment. That's knowing that you are guided, you are divinely guided. And the more and more I think we practice that, the easier it becomes to sense it when it's right. Totally. I totally agree with that, Dr. Isel. The more we practice that, the more sensitive we become to that, like you're saying. And those three things, we talked about the different um, types of sensations. This called, I think we've seen is clairvoyance. There's, um, in my case, it's clairsentience. It's yeah. the feeling. And with Mark, it's... Mm, clairaudience. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. But these things, it's not that we don't, we, we cannot use the others. It's that not, we have one that is more sensitive to, to the, these kind of experiences. <clears throat> and this is really, really interesting. And you, both of you touched, actually the three of us, we talked about things that are really connected, which is the body, the physical body. And you just mentioned the, the intellect. Some of us just get stuck in the, on the intellect. And <clears throat> There, were, there was a man um, some years ago called Ray Stanford, and he, says, he said this. So if you ask someone, who are you, <laughs> right? Who are you? Um, there's many ways that we can approach that, but um, we are more than just a name, right? I could say I am Ivan Garcia, but I'm, we are much more than just a name. And the thing is, we, he defined that as we are spiritual, spiritual beings. We have an intellect and we live in the physical body. Three different planes of existence, right? And they are all connected. Like you said, if, and if we work on one, the other two are going to feel that. If we work on one of them, the other two are going to feel that the same way. The thing, like you said, Dr. Isela, it's brilliant that sometimes people are just working in one plane, which is the intellect. And the intellect, I believe, unfortunately, if we are not careful enough, the, the intellect is the one that is probably the easiest one to, to mold and shape through society. Unfortunately, if you do that, the other, two, the other two elements will suffer with that. If you do it right and it works for you, then you have a good connection, you are aligned. If you just go with whatever people tell you and you feel disaligned, it's because it's not the way it should be for you in this case, right? But thank you for bringing that up. That's a great point. I, I think it's the intellect where it's sort of like the ego lives too. And so what happens is we tend to think that we're on this journey or in the, on this spiritual path of healing or, and I think we are to some degree, but there comes a time and a place where what got you to where you are isn't what's going to help you get out. And this is where the surrender comes into place. This is when knowing that you are beyond this experience that we are all collectively having, and that if we can tap into that knowing and, and really trust it, that's when we start to see the evolution of, of our existence. Wow, beautifully put. Yes, and going back, just taking a step back onto you, Mark. Yes, we did have a wonderful interview. I remember that we were with Carrie Fisher and you were sharing with us your, let's say your life story. And I remember that while you were sharing, 
to talk about this soul's expression and desire. Although you had this um, environment that was not very, let's say, very healthy, <laughs> a very healthy environment for, for someone to, to grow up. I remember that you saying that you did some things that you felt super excited. One of those things for you was, was music, right? And I remember that whenever you touched that topic, it's like you were glowing. And this is the thing that I was mentioning, is, is when your soul's desire, it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but it speaks to you. And that kind of excitement, man, it's contagious. And everybody- <laughs> It is, you just gave me tingles right now, right? Because you're speaking that truth and that speaks to my soul. Last night, I just watched Sing 2, right? Yeah. And I've been wanting to watch it for a long time because I just love music. And let me tell you, that whole movie just made me like emotionally happy through the whole thing. Like I could just feel the tears just like touch my face. Here I am getting vulnerable, people. But I tell you guys, I say this shit live here from front of you guys like that. I would normally keep this shit to myself. But as I was sitting there listening to this, right, like it's like my soul was like, oh, my gosh, it wants to just jump out the body and dance and I'm over here loving the music. I'm listening to the story. And it's just a, it's just like one, I, I, you can't put words into it, right? It's just like a release. Here I am, 11 o'clock at night, watching this movie and tears are falling down my face. And I'm just like in awe, right? And so like when you say that, and it is, and, and, and it's interesting to me because I've been following that path a little bit more because society has blocked me a little bit on opening up when it comes to my gifts and my talents, Right. I kind of want to hide and stay small and be like, right. And so when you said that, it's like, there it is. There, there, there's that listening because here we are on a topic that you brought up because we're all connected. You knew how to speak to my soul. And that's fucking amazing. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing and following Dr. Yasella's advice, just surrendering and sharing all of that. Man. Right Thank here, you. just like that. Right. That's one of those things that I've really been learning to do is just. Just say, hey, and, and it's okay to speak how you feel because when you start speaking how you feel, it relieves a lot of stuff. So that that that's a tip, right, to people that are looking for a way to tap into that inner intuition, to tap into that inner guidance, to tap into that true you is to just let it come out and share it, right? Don't keep it in because we know what happens when you just shake a soda up and you don't open it, right? The can will just explode. Wow. And that what happens. <laughs> that's what i don't even know see i don't even i just let that shit come out guys it just comes out yes <laughs> i don't even know like what did i just say okay. i have to watch the replay <laughs> <laughs> oh it's amazing thank you. this is awesome so we have a question from Dalipa. i think i'm i hope i'm pronouncing her name right can you share some quick tips on how to develop this inner feeling and knowing intuition. And I think we've covered that a little bit, but is there anything specifically that you would recommend to somebody who's just starting to begin to become aware, number one, and number two, to trust that within them? I love the question. Thank you, Talita. That was beautiful. Yeah, I can, I can share some tips. And after that, I will, I will tell a story to share another tip, the last tip. Okay, one of the first tip, how to develop this intuition or this intuitive skill, right? Great question. Okay, <clears throat> plainly just searching for or, or studying about intuition is already a great start because it gets us aware, gets us aware of something. It's like, you know, Maybe you want to buy a blue car and out of a sudden there are blue cars all, all over the place, all right? It's that thing that when, when, whatever we want to focus on, our brain will focus and we will start getting that. So just, Talita, this is great, just wanting to know more about intuition will automatically make us be more aware of any intuitive, let's say, um, information out there that can we can actually use and also going the inside read about the topic read books that can really trigger those that intuit that intuition in us i just shared the book one of the books that 
worked for me. The monk who sold his Ferrari. Um, be and talk with people that already have a high sense of intuition. Let me repeat that. Be with people and really talk about that. That people that you know that already trust their intuition and that effectively use their intuition, even for daily things, right? Because it's really like that. When we are around people with a certain, with a certain skill that we would like to have, the more time we spend with, that, with those people, the most likely we are going to develop that, that skill as well. Right? It also works on the opposite side. If we hang out with people with bad habits, um, we most likely will develop those habits or go on to that mindset of that people. But that's the second tip. Now, the third one, I'm going to share um, probably one of the most spiritually strong events in my life, one of the strongest, which was last year. And to answer your question, Talita, this was the event that really made me completely, completely trust my intuition, probably for the rest of my life, hands down. All right, so it was 2020, two years ago, actually, 2020, I was working. I was working as a civil engineer. I was working in a construction company. And okay, I had a very, very stable job. I had with a very, let's say, a very promising career because in my in this sector, it, it's in the engineering business, especially in the construction, the career is very well defined, let's say it. So I had I was there. I was earning money and regular nine to five job. But I was just feeling miserable, miserable with what I was doing, right? It didn't start like that. It started like probably curiosity. I was going to experience that. But it soon came to be like a very stressful event in my life. And I'm not the type of person that gets stressed easily. And I was feeling this kind of pressure and stress. I was doing something that I didn't enjoy. I was spending a lot of time doing it. And besides of that, I had a lot of, uh, let's say, psychological pressure on top of that to get my job done. And even when I was not working, I was feeling anxious. I was feeling stressed because I knew that I was going to go to work. I was going to do the same thing all over and over. And I was feeling miserable. Now, remember both Dr. Isela and Mark, remember that feeling that I told you that my body was heating I felt this weight on me, weight on my shoulders. It was like, it was my body speaking to me that, hey, this is not what you should be doing. Just stop. But I ignore that completely. And I ignore that for months, for months. My body was speaking, my soul was speaking through me, through my body. And I ignore that, ignore that. I didn't have much time even to go and work out. So I didn't have my medicine, my healing there. I couldn't, I didn't have much time even to be with people, with friends. And I kept myself thinking, I kept thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? If you knew the, the amount of times that I asked this to myself, why am I doing this? But I kept doing it. I kept doing it day after day after day. Okay, and this build up, this build up to a point that I said enough, this is enough for me. I started feeling physically super tired, psychologically. It was this heavy weight on my head that I was not supporting already. And I, and I thought, is this what I want for the next 20, 30, 40 years? If I make it there? <laughs> no, I said, fuck this, I don't want this. So. What did I do? That was the moment that I surrendered to my intuition. Although I didn't know, and I was not aware that it was my intuition telling me. I, was I only found out when I made the reflection two months after. But I said, okay, fuck this. I'll quit my job. I'll quit my job. Like, it was a very hard decision for me to do. Very, very hard. Because I felt that I was doing something from which I, I studied before. I was actually, um, by quitting my job, 
I was going to disappoint um, my family. Not that my family wanted, were very strict about that, but they were happy that I was having a job. And I was, I just wanted to quit. Even going home for me was, was amazing. And I did it. I did it. You know what? You know why I feel that my intuition was right in the time? Because when I had that talk with my ex, ex-boss and I told him that I was going to leave, it was a very difficult talk for me. I really respect my, my ex-boss and he, was, he always valued my work. Although we were in very, very different frequencies, um, very, very different mindsets. That night, that evening that I quit my job, when I left the office, I, I still remember the place that it was night. I left the office, it was cold. I got out there and I breathed and I felt this, it's, it was like this weight was falling down. I couldn't look at the sky. I really, breathed. I felt that cold air and I felt, okay, man, I'm, I'm getting out of this cocoon now, finally. I'm breaking this cocoon, finally. That was the moment that I felt that I was doing the right thing. It doesn't matter. I didn't even think about, oh, I'm going to be unemployed. I'm going to be out of, out of job. What um, am I going to do? No, no, no. I felt this is, is exactly what I should, I should have done before. It took, my, it took my time, but everybody has their own spiritual journey and everybody needs to go through some things. That was my huge block on my, let's say, my path, but also... Sometimes those blocks, we see them as blocks, but when we pass them, we look back and we see them as gifts, actually, right? Mm-hmm. Although we can't see that from one of the angles. When we turn around and we see, the, wow, look how beautiful that was. It was a gift. So to answer your, your question, Talita, you don't have to quit your job. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But I say, fuck it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, if you feel, if you have anything like what I'm describing, if you feel that, okay, just make some reflection. Just And instead of thinking too much, which what it was exactly that what I was doing, was I was overthinking every day. That was the reason what I, why I felt so mentally tired. I was just overthinking. If I just felt from the first moment, I knew. If I just felt, okay, this is not for me. I'm going to look for something else. But no, my, my intellect, my mind, my mind told me, no, 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 this is a good job. This is a stable job. This will get you money. This will get you a career. Everybody around you will like, will be impressed. Do it. But that, that was not my soul speaking to me, right? That, that was, those were the voices of my environment speaking to me. But I found out, I found out, Found about, find out about that later. So that was my experience. So if you feel or listen or see, because in my case was the feeling, right? I was feeling this heaviness. I was feeling this heat every day. In Dr. Sellers' example, for, for example, you could see, for example, messages. You could see things talking to you, like uh, things on people's shirts or outdoors or saying um, messages to you directly. All right, and sometimes we might think, oh, this is just a coincidence, but is it? Or maybe it's not, or, or Mark, maybe you can listen to things. Imagine that I was doing this, this, this job, I uh, hated it, and, and on the radio, there was a song saying, should I stay or should I go, for example, <laughs> right? Okay, and I felt that, I, I heard that song uh-huh. to me. And if I felt, it, and if, if for me that is meaningful, it's because it's because probably it is meaningful. Otherwise, we would just ignore that message. But it takes a meaning there. It's important for me. So that's it. Delete. I hope I answered your question. So I did my best. I think I think you really did, and I think you really let people know that it's okay. Well, it's one. It's not okay to stay in a position that doesn't bring light to you doesn't bring life to you was weighing you down every day right if you're walking up a mountain and you're carrying a fucking rocks in your pockets if you want to get lighter you're gonna let those motherfuckers out you're not gonna even think about it you're gonna be like wow i want to feel lighter so i'm gonna let it out but because our job is our security right i i we deal with this a lot in america 
I mean, it's probably like this across the whole wide world, right? That's why I'm creating a program that's going to help people turn a toxic environment into a training field for personal transformation, right? Because a lot of people just don't know how to navigate through this gift, right? Looking back, it's a gift because I'm in one of those situations right now. But people are scared to just jump, right? And here is a perfect example of what it's like to just say, fuck it, I'm going to surrender, I'm going to talk to my boss, I'm going to quit my job, and then he was able to go outside and really breathe, right? That's so magical. That makes me want to say, hey, you know what, guys, I'm just going to quit. I have enough money <laughs> for like three months, I'm pretty sure I could figure some shit out, right? So if you're hearing this right now, somebody, Talita, anybody that's on the airwaves right now, if you're contemplating in between that, just listen to what Ivan said. Right. And, and figure it out and start listening because your soul will not lead you astray. It's going to lead you to the mother loving gold. Right. It's going to lead you to the end of that rainbow. Right. And that's another thing that we were taught. There's gold at the end of the rainbow. Who I never found that shit. But this is just an analogy. Right. You looking for that gold. Listen to your soul. There you go. That rhymed, guys. You're looking for that gold. Listen to your soul. Let's go. I hope for a new song. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. I, I think pa fear paralyzes us. <clears throat> and, um, you know, especially, I'm going to say if you grew up in poverty. So if you grew up in poverty, there's this scarcity mentality, you know, that I'm not going to have enough. <clears throat> what happens when I leave this job? I'm going to, you know, lose all the things that my parents before me, you know, having, I, you know, I come from a family um, one side of my family's from Mexico and the other side of my family were, were migrant workers. So they worked in the fields out um, in Arizona. And so my family before me put, you know, all these sacrifices that they made. I went to college. I did all of these things. And here, because this actually happened to me, I left a well-paying job because it didn't align with what my beliefs were. It didn't feel right anymore. And that Fear will paralyze folks. And I think what happens is we go into overdrive in our thinking process. And this is where I think Talita, more than anything else, this is where the awareness comes in to play. The moment I start to let fear step forward first and consistently stay there, because it's, I think, a human experience to sometimes experience that initial fear, but it's to keep it in check, to become aware of it, and, and to really move through it. And trust that it's all going to be fine. That, that's been my biggest lesson is that the universe conspires for us if we allow it to. If we allow it to. If we allow it. That's a big if, people. Like, sometimes you got to just let go of the reins and let the fucking horse run on its own, right? <laughs> sometimes you got to let go of the steering wheel and just step on the gas, right? That's it. And just see what happens. Don't do that, like, literally. Like, I'm not saying go outside <laughs> right now. That go to the world and drive past that red light because we do live in this 3D world and there's certain rules and physics that we have to follow. However, <laughs> metaphorically, right, step on the gas and let go of the wheel and see where you end up, right? Because your 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 soul is not going to lead you astray, right? <laughs> the soul knows. The soul knows. It does. And 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 if you're something there, like like if you're listening right now and if you're thinking to myself, oh my gosh, why did it take so long? You're right where you needed to be because those gifts that you looked at as roadblocks, right? As you looked at as toxic situations, as bad um, relationships, those were all gifts when you're able to look back. Ivan said he was able to go around it or above it or under it or fucking through it sometimes, right? Because we're that magical. But when he looked back, he was able to connect the dots and see what the gift was, right? And that's what makes it. That's what makes this journey amazing. And then we come together and we connect, right, from across the globe. Like, Isela's in her house somewhere in Arizona. I'm in my house somewhere in Arizona. And then Ivan's in his house somewhere in Portugal, right? And then our, our, our stories all kind of came together in a magical way because a year ago, we didn't even know who the hell each other was. Oh, I might have known about Isela, but I didn't know Ivan until like six months ago. And here he is. I'm brown and spiritual as fuck. Right. <laughs> and Talita, she's in our Mind Valley community also. And here she is, like supporting, asking questions. It's so dope. Talita, she's a beautiful soul as well. Yes, Talita she is. knows a lot of things, has a lot of wisdom. Yep. Talita. And um, 
I just like would like to emphasize something that um, both of you said about looking back and everything. We can only connect the dots looking back. Really, we cannot connect them looking forward because there are still no 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 dots. <laughs> there are still no <laughs> boulders that or roadblocks that we just passed. Right. Well, there's an infinite, uh, actually, there's an infinite road, if you believe on that, of, of roadblocks. But the ones that we actually pass, we can only see them when we look back. And when we connect them, we will see that it will make sense. It will make sense, everything. Uh, well, and this, this also, the conversation with fear, Dr. Isela, is, is right. It's real. And it's okay to feel afraid. Fear is, is part of the human uh, experience fear and something that you said is very important which is when we are aware of the fear because sometimes we just feel the fear it paralyzes us or we just run away or we just fight whatever our reaction is but it takes control of us our emotions feelings take control of us so the fear is controlling but the first step is okay becoming aware why am i afraid of this in the first place why am i afraid to quit my job now, I had that, that conversation with myself as well. Uh, I reflected. Uh, it, for me, it was not so much in terms of, for example, of lack, of financial lack. It was more like disappointment, disappointment to others. So this emotional barrier was blocking me, in that sense, from quitting the job. And, um, but whatever our reason is, becoming aware is essential, is vital. It's, the priority it's the first step i would say becoming aware why do i why am i afraid of this period and let me just uh say something else because what you guys your work here in brown and spiritual af what the work that you you're doing here is phenomenal because sometimes it takes it takes a book it can take um, a song, it can take a video, it can take another person, or it can take even a call like this, an episode like this, to trigger this awareness, to trigger this change. And if we just, I don't know, influence one person doing that awareness, that change, this is a win, not just for us, but for everyone, for the world, because there's an, a, another person that is spiritually aware. That's it. So congratulations, guys. This is really, really important. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you having on here. We want to respect um, Yvonne's time. Um, so, Yvonne, is there any last words you would like to tell people? How can they find you? How can they interact with you and whatnot? Um, because we are coming up on that hour. And so we just want to make sure that we get that information out to the people that are looking to go a little bit deeper with you, right? Right. Okay. I'm most active on Instagram. So Instagram is Ivan.Garcia. Ivan.Garcia. Garcia, instead of an I, has an, a one. You just put a one in Garcia. Uh, it was the only thing available at the time, but I liked it. So Ivan.Garcia, <laughs> you can reach out to me there anytime. Um, I'm also available on Facebook or LinkedIn, but mostly IG is where I'm most active right now. And yeah. Anytime, I'm always open to new conversations and to connect with, with more souls. Yes. And if you guys are out there, um, Dr. Isela, Ms. Isela, are you? can you stay on a little bit longer if people have any questions they want to answer? So uh, ask. So if you're out there and you're listening right now, if you guys have any questions you would like to ask us, um, we will stay on for a few more moments, right? We, we typically go a little bit over. Um, and that's okay. But Mr. Ivan, thank you very much. And if you have to thank get going, you. we do want to respect your time. And I look forward to watching your journey. And I look forward to seeing how we, we start to connect and what we start to create more in our lives as we start to expand spiritually. Right. So once again, thank you very much. We are honored to have you on here as our guest. It's the battle of the Garcias, right? We got to see who we get next. If you guys know any Garcia, send them our way. <laughs> we should do Garcias versus Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. yeah so hey, anybody out there talita you have another question anybody have another question feel free um go ahead and throw it out there and we'll continue this conversation a little bit longer Woo. how you feeling ivan i'm doing great thank you yeah. okay guys thank you so much thank you so much mark for yeah, you're welcome the wonderful, for the wonderful questions 
and also insights. We talked before, but it's always a pleasure to be on a call with you because, because of your energy. Your energy is just contagious. And even the even when you swear, it's like, okay, man, just throw it more because it's, it's really <laughs> authentic, really. And Dr. Isela, it's my pleasure to meet you and, and congratulate you for the work you've been done, uh, both on, on your end and with, together with Mark. It's really, we need more of this. And this is education, right? Although it's a different education, it's education period. And the more we, more educated we are, the better, I believe, human beings we are as well. So this is quality education. Thank you so much, both of you. Make a great team, great show. And I look forward to seeing more of your episodes and, and insights. Thank you so much. So thank you very much. Once again, Miss Isela, where can they find you? And how can they interact with you? IselaGarcia.com. Oh, really simple. And me, Mark underscore my underscore magnificence at Instagram. Just like Ivan, that's where I'm most active, right? So thank you very much once again for another episode of Brown Spiritual AF. Much love and light, and we love you guys. See you next two weeks. Remember, the power is within. Do you remember who you used to be?